0: The call to build your small business? Make it happen with a net domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice, whether you're just getting started or looking to grow. That's keepdreamingup.net. You are locked on trailblazers. Your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Hello and welcome to a August twentieth Saturday morning episode of the Locked On Blazers Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson. Welcome back to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're having a great, great uh, unveiling right now of all of, our pod, of, of all of our podcasts. We're adding even more podcasts to the network. Uh, Locked On NFL has so many NFL teams. I can't even keep track. I'm pretty sure we're going to get to 32 at some point. And, of course, our NBA, fantasy basketball, all that stuff. But today I am joined by my friend, a comedian... Seth Johnston mm-hmm. uh, is in the house with me. For,
0: I'm, in, I'm in your house. You're in my house for it's a li- very intimate. It? Yeah,
1: it's it's a live episode right now. We're, like this we're is the touching uh, legs. I think this is the first the table. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, this is. I, I was just, just going to say the picture. No, you are, paint the picture. You you are you are the guest, and yeah. But I think this is the first time we've ever had a live guest like in studio, uh-huh. aka my place.
0: Yeah. What a studio it is! You're down here. Yeah, I like it down here. Yeah. I don't. I, I guess you could have some stalkers. I don't want to. I don't want to give away your location. Right. You're down here by the houseboats. That's a clue.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, floating homes. They're actually floating homes.
1: Floating homes. Yeah. Floating that, well, homes. They just like to do that to be technical. Yeah,
0: floating homes. You're down here. We're in a floating home, maybe. Perhaps, perhaps in the studio. Very good. What's the Locked On? Locked On Network is Lo-
1: it- Locked On Podcast Network. That's, that, that's, the, that's what it is. Is
0: that named after the swimmer? Is it... Is
1: R- it Ryan Lochte? Is
0: it a Lochte? Is
1: it a Lochte network? <laughs> well, we tell the truth. Did you see his statement? Like, it's, his follow-up statement? Uh-uh. That he said, like... That he actually did have a gun pointed at him? Lesson to mm. everybody out there. South American security guards, mm-hmm. they don't have to be policemen to be strapped. Mm-hmm. They have... South American security guards carry weapons... And so, this story is technically feasible, although I don't really believe it. Ryan Lochte. Well,
0: never trust a swimmer. I'm not surprised. No. Don't trust swimmers. They Low character. Low character athletes. They really are. Across the board. (laughs) Deep water. Been killing humans since the beginning. Right? Right? Deadly.
1: Yeah. So, I think the only people that can, you know, that really commit to something like that are untrustworthy.
0: I do like Phelps because most most medals of any person ever right mm-hmm. and he's a pothead so i think that's a good example for you know the reform of laws
1: yeah we need yeah look
0: at that he should be spoke speaking out for legalization right uh, anyways he doesn't I, want to lose his endorsements
1: i think he should I, I i there's there's no good reason why phelps shouldn't come out and be an advocate yeah, there we go. Come
0: on, Phelps. He's done. You're done. You hung it up. You hung up your speedo.
1: It's, it's like you when... You become an activist. It's like when, you know, people are always calling on athletes, you know, to be the next Ali. Yeah. What if Phelps was the first Michael Phelps? Aha! There you go. But uh, we are going to talk about some Blazers, some NBA at some point here with We'll Seth. get to it. Well, but, Houseboats,
0: Ryan Lochte. Too many, you know, I mean, everybody says this, but I think part of the problem with swimmers, number one, deep water is deadly number two too many medals for the same thing that's right you're you're the best in the world at one thing you can win like
1: 200 medals okay that's all i got no i i yeah (laughs) it's no it it, it's bs because i think because there's no real you can't have a real conversation about who's the best athlete in Olympic history. Because, like, if you just go by medals, you have to say Phelps. But it's, like, if you're just talking about, like, wow, like, that guy was incredible and dominant. Yeah. Like, I feel like Usain Bolt has to be in the discussion. You decision. gotta go Bolt. You gotta go you, you Bolt. You gotta go Bolt. Like, it's, it's just, like, also, I think someone made one good point about it is that the barrier of entry in swimming is so much higher than the barrier of entry in track and field. At, at least yeah. in, if you're a runner or a sprinter
0: right right you gotta have a pool or a pool membership and not even a fun pool you gotta be at a serious pool where you can do laps
1: yeah one of those olympic you can't like go to the pool no and
0: learn how to swim at an olympic level no with people jumping all over you with water wiggles and (laughs) peeing on you and that's what happens at pools right is that i haven't been in a while (laughs)
1: You haven't been to any of the city of Portland local pools? No,
0: no, not a pool guy. No. No. Definitely not. Not a, not no. a public pool stay, guy. I stay out of the water. That's probably part of my bias against swimmers. I'm not a water. Don't like the water a whole lot. Uh, you know, one time when I was young, I was on a floating banana, I think, and I rolled off it and got underwater under my head. Terrifying. Scary. Who do, So why go back to swimming? Hey, man. Uh,
1: I don't blame you, uh, but I think we should probably talk some Blazers at this point. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit Blazers, but off the little different Blazers, because I think the first thing that we didn't talk about on the last podcast where I had, I I had our, our good friend, our, our boy Casey Holdall. uh Uh-huh. Chold. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Good old Chold from, uh. The Chold Gold. From, uh. You got some Chold Gold? Yeah, I got some Chold Gold from the good old, good old Casey from, uh. From the, what, what's the, the Valley? You good fellow, fellow Valley folk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yamhill County. Yeah, Yamhill County. There you That's go.
0: That's right. It's back-to-back Yamhill County guest. That's right. All this
1: right. is Yamhill County week officially now uh-huh. on the Lockdown Blazers good. podcast. Um, but one thing I didn't get to with Casey that I want to touch on with you, Travis Outlaw. Trout. Trout. The-
0: yeah, speaking of Phelps, maybe Phelps can get, can help Travis Outlaw out. Travis Outlaw arrested for weed possession. Yeah, which I mean, he had. They said it's more than more than 250 grams, less than a kilo. That's a whole lot. That's a lot. That's but that's a lot. He's stocking up. He's in Mississippi, you know, hanging out. It's probably hard to get. He's got to hoard it.
1: Yeah. No, I mean that's a major major bummer. I hope. I mean, luckily he uh, he got that ridiculous contract from. Uh, <laughs> what was it the was it the Kings that gave him like that ridiculous contract, like his last big deal, and Maybe then he like Kings ended... or Nets or Kings somebody. or Nets? Oh yeah, and he ended up getting amnestied, but he still got his money.
0: Yeah, good. You know, Travis Outlaw, by all accounts, one of the best human beings living on on the planet right now. Yeah, getting arrested for something that the majority of Americans think should be legal, according to a recent poll. See, your, way
1: to cite your sources. Fifty eight percent.
0: Uh, Maybe Michael Phelps can help him out. Yeah.
1: I think, I think that's, that's Phelps' call to action. But yes, uh, that was one bit of uh, Blazer-related news mm-hmm. that hit the streets the other day about about Travis Outlaw being arrested, which was a bummer. Bill, and, Bill Walton is currently lighting one up. In, in, <laughs> in,
0: in, <laughs> I saw Bill the other day. He was here? I saw Bill, yeah. I think he was in town for a Sean Lee golf thing or something. He was in town for something and. I was downtown and I saw him, saw him on the street. Saw Bill Walton in a, in the street, which is quite a quite a nice surprise. And five years to the day, I saw Sabonis in the street. So every five years, I see some Blazer great big man.
1: Yeah, they, it's like seeing Sasquatch. Yeah, um, wow. yeah. No, he wow. he was also here. I want to say like almost a month ago for the he went to the Grateful Dead show in the Gorge. No, wow. were you there? I No, I, I no. You seem like a deadhead. I'm not a deadhead. Really? I, no, because I, mm. I don't remember any. I couldn't even name you a single Grateful Dead song <laughs> huh? because I'm 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 not old enough to. Oh, truly, wow. Uh,
0: millennial over here.
1: Yeah, I'm a millennial. Uh, yeah. At least I know, you know, where I stand in, in time and I know the things that I can speak to authoritatively. And Grateful Dead is not one of them. I yeah. just know that they're a big thing.
0: A big thing, there's a Grateful Dead, you know, I was was coming off of a a rough hang with a friend, rough hang, this guy, childhood friend, like him, but rough hang. Rough hang. Rough hang. Rough, rough hang. And so I just pulled over, needing a a drink after that hang, and uh, I walk into the bar, and it's, I don't realize it, but it's Grateful Dead themed. And the person next to me at the bar was just like so eager to have somebody sit next to them so she could like bring up all her Grateful Dead stories. She said, <laughs> she's like, can you believe this? Is Grateful Dead themed? And I was like, oh, I didn't notice. And she's <laughs> she's like, I met them, I first met the band when I was in the womb, because her mom was a big deadhead and would take her everywhere to all that. And I was like, wow, this is getting worse. <laughs>
1: Speaking of themed bars, mm-hmm. I think right now might be a good time, mid episode. This we're mid already. Yeah, well, I, I thought we were well, gonna go maybe, for hours maybe and like, hours maybe through. like a. I drove all the way down here. Yeah, I've, maybe <laughs> like a third, maybe like a third of the way. I'm just saying we're we're, we're in the middle of the episode, and I did want to bring up something about a themed bar that you have interest in. Mm-hmm. I know that you put on a comedy show every month. At yeah. the Big Lagrassky, do you want to tell the folks about that? Yeah, L- last Saturday of every month,
0: stand up comedy show hosted by me, Seth Johnston. Uh, free, but you know, free, but like get some drinks. You know, don't don't yeah, don't do that. Yeah, you know, don't do that. You know what I mean? Or be with people getting drinks. That I think that would be fine too. Because if people aren't buying drinks, then I don't get to continue to have a show. I got really uh, bossy here for a second, but yeah, good show. No, that,
1: I mean that. No, that's. I mean, if you, I've gone to, I went to a show. That's not even that bad. Like I've been to a show at Helium before, and they like make you buy food. Yeah, it's like. I mean, like. Which fascists? Which like, hey, all right, this is like people are, like getting all up in arms about like <laughs> making you buy Obamacare, but like I'm getting mad about helium making me buy food <laughs> uh, to see a comedy show. I can't even yeah. just get a get a drink. But no, uh, no, yeah, uh, I checked out the last week's laughs at Legrowski. Yeah, it was cool. I had a good time. I I laughed a lot. I brought some friends. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be there this week because I have a wedding.
0: That wow. I'm, yeah. I'm going to
1: cancel it then.
0: Yeah. Canceled this. Canceled this week. We'll be back when Gunderson can come.
1: So. That's that. Yeah, it's basically but, all about me.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's for you. Yeah. No, but yeah, every last Saturday of every month, it's going. It's good. It's good. It's, good. it's fine. It's fun.
1: That, you can that, come. That was that was our version of a live read right there. A mm-hmm. uh, live podcast read. Um, it's the Blazers' offseason is over. Is it? I think so. Well, I guess technically if you count if you don't count adding the color analyst ah, to the play by play. That's right. Which which Casey Holdall told us exclusively on Locked On Blazers.
0: Wow, did he break news?
1: Uh well he told us that they were gonna bring it that it was gonna come soon. He didn't break who it was gonna be. Mm. Uh but he has sources have indicated to Casey Holdall that on the Locked On Blazers podcast, that the the Blazers are close to making a hire for their color TV analyst. Wow. Yeah. So, um, the replacement for the wild one will be released at some point here before the season starts. Um, but other than that, I think their season's done. Uh, you know, being here, watching the team up close. I mean, what, what do you think about, you know, the future for them? Like they did a lot of things. They signed CJ McCollum to a big extension. Uh, they signed Mo Harkless, Alan Crabb, Myers Leonard, Myers, Uh,
0: (laughs) Evan Turner. Turner. Yeah, it's the same team with Turner, basically, right? And Festus is Eli. And Festus. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, I think those are good. Um, I mean, they're just rolling with this this core, right? And then the cap's going to keep going up anyways. So they signed all these big deals, but isn't it supposed to
1: jump again? It's not. It it is. It is going to jump again, but it's not going to be. The projections now are not. It's not going to jump as high as they thought so it was like i think it was projected to go up to i want to say like a hundred and like 108 or something mm-hmm. and now it's gonna jump up to like a 102 or something so it's like a little different not not that much but like i mean the one good thing is they don't have to pay the luxury tax this year but and they have like a lot of t- they have a lot of time to figure out who they want to keep before they had to pay the repeater tax, which is the one that's like they they really get you. It's I like see. it's like it's like four times or something the amount of what ever you go over. Yeah. So they're
0: just so they're rolling with who they got more or less mm-hmm. and just hoping that uh, you know Kevin Durant and Steph Curry get injured or something. I I
1: th- <laughs> I, think, I think that's what everyone's hoping for. And then that LeBron
0: is going to slow down. But yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's going to be fine. They're going to be like they're they they should be like a home court first round, right? I think so. It's wide open cuz everybody nobody I mean the Warriors are crazy but then Spurs you know, Duncan's not there.
1: Yeah, that's See that's my thing. Okay, what do you think about the Spurs? Because I think that they I think that they might not even be like I, I I think there's a chance the Blazers could even be better than the Spurs, mm. just because I mean obviously I know that like Kawhi Leonard and the Marcus are great, but like
0: Powell's gonna have to do a lot, which I think he will. Yeah, I, think, I don't know, but maybe not. A lot of times when guys, you never know when that drop off is gonna happen. I mean, he's kept it up for he's he's up there, and he's he's still good, he's still good, but that sometimes that drop off happens. Seems like pretty soon, s- suddenly.
1: No, Which and... going to have to do a lot. Yeah, and and I'm not, like... I know that Popovich is, like, a really great coach, but, like, I'm very... I guess I'm just very wary of the fact that Duncan isn't there anymore. Yeah. Like, because I feel like the player, like, setting the tone probably matters a little bit more than the coach.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there'll be a much... It'll be strange seeing them without Duncan. Yeah. You know, that'll be odd. That'll be take some getting used to. The, the uh, Spurs... Clippers are, Clippers should be good. I think
1: the Clippers are the second best, I think.
0: Yeah. And then it's kind of... Yeah, Blazers are right there, I think. Yeah. I mean, if, if, they build, if they're as good as they... I think last year they did get that benefit of you kind of surprise people
1: for a while. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, people yeah. weren't expecting them. I do think that one of the things that's happened in the discourse about the Blazers is that everyone thought they were going to be so bad last year yeah. that the new take is that they might miss the playoffs and they actually weren't that good to begin with. And mm-hmm. they just weren't good and they got lucky. They,
0: yeah. I see. I haven't heard that.
1: I'm yeah. not up
0: on my basketball takes. They're really slipping. Do you have a
1: fa- off, it's an off season have, for you, me do too. Do you have a favorite Blazer? Like who's your favorite Blazer? Like who's your favorite guy on the team whenever you tune whenever you do tune in to, to the Blazers? And well you're, no and you're not watching big West basketball.
0: Uh, yeah I take I alternate during my basketball season I do big West Big West basketball blazers you know big west is on t- here for some reason comcast big west hoops is on all the time so of course i want it's always on there's not always an nba game on but there's always a big west or a mountain west game on um what were we talking about blazers who's your favorite favorite current blazer um hmm. this is a tough one i mean damien probably but yeah. I, besides him so we got, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with, I'm stroking my stubble, just painting a picture you're, for the listeners you're, at home.
1: You're doing the the emoji of the year. What I'm calling the emoji of the uh, year. Oh, yes. The uh, the thoughtful. Uh, the thoughtful, skeptical yeah. emoji. You know, I use the golf
0: guy. It hasn't caught on. <laughs> I use the golf guy all the time to indicate enthusiasm for something. Because to me, the golf guy, he's swinging. That's like when, you're te- when he tees off. And I don't golf. That's right. the term, right? Teeing right. off. Right, right, right. That's like when something's really good. It's just like that clean tee, hitting it right off the old tee, as they say in the... Is that what they say in golf? <laughs> rip it and rip it, baby. And he swings it right off the tee. So whenever I see something really good that I'm enthusiastic about, I use the golf emoji. Nobody's, nobody's supporting it.
1: You know what? So
0: this is a call. If you're out there. Yeah, listeners. And you you agree with that, uh, you know, that representation, you know, feel free. You know, I won't come after you. It's not mine. I want the world to adopt the golf emoji. I see some people use, like, the snowboarding guy for, hey, this is cool. Oh, I didn't know that. I see that sometimes. But, you know, I think the golf guy underused.
1: I think Golf Guy is going to be good. I think I'll I think I'll try and incorporate Golf Guy into good. my into my emoji rotation. Good. Uh, your emojitation. M- emojitation. Emoji nice. Um well, Dami Lillard's a pretty good guy. I um,
0: like. Um I um I'll go, let's see. Aminu. I like an Aminu. I like Aminu. Yeah, Aminu's great. I've been on I was on the Aminu train all season. I like Aminu. Um, you know, I like when a guy in the playoffs kind of seems like... Like, when a, in the playoffs, one of the favorite th- my favorite things is teams, like, you know, their defensive strategy is so much more keyed in, more refined. And, like, they'll, like, intentionally leave a guy open. Mm-hmm. And it just, like... I love when you, like, you just see it just messes with a guy for, like, the first game. But then the next game, he's, like, got it. He's, like fine, I'm just draining all these shots now. I'm just, you know, but it just, like, freaks them out. Like, some role player is suddenly just not guarded. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, Aminu did that against the Clippers, right? Uh that happened? yeah, 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 no,
1: yeah, they didn't guard him at all. And then I think it was, I think it was game four, he had, like, 30 points or something like that because he just literally, like, he hit, like, eight threes or something. Yeah. And it, it, they just left him wide That makes open. me feel good.
0: That's, like, the feel-good I like the Feel Good game developments. And you know Plumley too, he they how they played him, he was like freaked out the first game. Right? Yeah, yeah. He was mm-hmm. like what the f- hole? ah! And then he kind of like got his head around it. Like I, I always like that. I like that about the playoffs.
1: Yeah. No, so the uh Mason Plumley and Aminu, uh, I think those guys are great. Uh I I think Aminu's like I don't I don't uh, want to I want
0: to I don't I want to strike. Uh, Plumlee is not f- favorite blazer though. That's uh, no,
1: no. He's just a guy. You like that I just, story? I like that. Feel good. Feel yeah. good. Feel good story. Aminu, Aminu probably is honestly their. He's their third most important player.
0: Ooh, I like it.
1: Because if he doesn't, if he doesn't hit threes, mm-hmm. he's their best defensive player by far. Mm-hmm. And if, but if he doesn't hit threes, like how good they are, is they, right, they just they they're that. just not good. That yeah. like if they don't have him hitting shots, they're just not that good. And part of the reason they were so good last year is he shot like thirty six percent from three.
0: Right. So
1: you know that's and he's and he's by far their best defender. Like when they play the Jazz, like he's on Gordon Hayward all day. Right. Or it's like or if like they're playing against, um,
0: yeah, he's like. He, he's he's how to defend modern offenses, really, right? You need a bunch of them. Yeah, years.
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, he can't like. I mean, I wouldn't say that he's like. Uh, he's not like. I mean, he's a, he's their closest thing they have to a stopper, mm-hmm. and the Blazers don't have like a lot of great defenders, so they need him, and so and they're going to play him at the four, which is like you said, they're going to they're going to start him at the four this year. Awesome. So small ball, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Uh, you know, you mentioned the Warriors. Like, I guess, what what did you think about that? Did you think that that was going to happen when Durant went there? Uh, did I? No, I didn't think Durant was going to go to the Warriors. I'm I'm proud of
0: him, though. Because, I, like, I, <clears throat> you know, like, we don't actually know any of these people. True. But we feel like we do because you watch them all the time. And
1: and you've seen them for years. Yeah. Like, since they were teenagers. Right.
0: And, you know, even though you're seeing them, I mean, mostly you're seeing them in a very contrived ways, right? Right. Um, not, yeah, you, we don't know them at all, but like my perception of Durant was that, you know, because of, like, whenever LeBron would have, a, like, a little mini-controversy, he would always come out saying, like, you know, like, oh, I'd, sleeves don't When LeBron says he hates sleeves, Durant would be like, oh, sleeves don't matter to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, all that kind of. So I kind of thought he wanted to be, I, th- I, th- I thought he would want to be, like, the, the good guy who's not ruffling any feathers. Like, I thought... I mean, that was just the image he was putting out there, but I thought that maybe that's who he was. And so I, I was proud of him that he made this decision for himself to just go play basketball where he wants to play basketball, which is good. And, I've you know, it's the downside. A lot of the few Oklahoma City people I follow, boy, that's still tough times following those people all of a sudden since Durant left on the on the Twitter. They are pretty mad. Pretty mad. I don't like people getting mad. Like, I was pretty anti-Lamarcus anger. Right, yeah. It was like, you know, these are humans who can go decide to work where they want. Yeah. They're not little
1: toys on your shelf. Well, part of the other thing about the Lamarcus thing, too, is that, like, he's not from here. Like, it's not like he owes Portland, like... It's not like he, he like, you know, grew up here and, like, you Uh, know, loved it so much. He just got drafted here, and he's from Texas, and it's like, okay, well... The greatest franchise in, in professional sports is in Texas, and they want me. Yeah,
0: I can be close. And he was here for, what, seven years? Yeah. Yeah, nine it was years, Fine, It was fine. I mean, but sports, so my theory is that part of the reason people like sports, part of the reason I like sports, is because it's an area of your life where you're allowed to be very dumb. And irrational. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. You don't, you can't, you know, most of the time you go to work, you can't be too dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in a relationship. You can't be too dumb. Yeah. I mean, you can, but you'll have repercussions. Right. Sports fan, you can be as dumb as you want, and it's fine. That's like, that's actually like a part of the whole appeal. That's why it's, it's like, awesome. You can be an idiot. Yeah. And it's expected. Like, you're expected to be an idiot. Right. If you're not an idiot, it's like a nice little treat for people around you.
1: <laughs> no, I, listen, I, I'm i all about that sports should be fun. Especially like, would you just watch it? Like, yeah. Like, here's the. I I have a hot take. mm. I'm kind of pro hot take. Mm. Like, I love like when someone just goes like off the rails with a take. Yeah. Because like, who cares?
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I like a hot. I don't know, but a lot of times not like what's what's behind the. I don't know. Yeah. So I know, like, really, I'm wrong for getting for expecting sports fans to be reasonable because it's an unreasonable thing that we're doing here <laughs> so it's my pro i understand that it's my problem to to wish people would be more reasonable because if people were more reasonable we just wouldn't like sports that much i guess there right. probably wouldn't be professional sports like right. why the hell would you pay that much money to go support that you know to do something reasonable It'd be like yeah you go uh you know eat a nice salad and Go for a walk and call it a day.
1: Yeah, yeah. You just, you know, make sure that you're properly hydrated throughout the day. <laughs> yeah. You're eating protein and salads. Not to say anything wrong of those of you who oh, eat healthy.
0: Yeah. I saw, you got a very big bottle of Cholula hot sauce on the table. I've, you're I've, a
1: Cholula, Cholula I'm, house? I'm a big Cholula guy.
0: Uh, good. I'm a, well, my wife is from New York, so she's Frank's. I think that's an East Coast. I think that's a New York thing is Frank's. Yeah. It's all Frank's all day in my house.
1: I like Frank's, but it just, I've had so, I love buffalo wings. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't, but I want to keep, like, it's almost like separation of, like, church and state. It's like, I want my buffalo wings to be buffalo wings. Mm. And I want things that taste like buffalo wings to taste like buffalo wings. I see. And they're, like, and I feel like Frank's. A, makes everything taste like buffalo. It's a
0: victim ways. of its own success. Yeah,
1: it's great. I love Franks, but right. and and if there's nothing else out there, if it's like if you're telling me I got like Tabasco or Franks, like I'm taking Franks all day, like you yeah. know regular Tabasco, of course, right? <laughs> of course. Well, so you would go like
0: Chipotle Tabasco green, over Franks, green, green.
1: Gr- I, gr- I would right. go green Tabasco over Franks. That's like my know. one exception. Chipotle, <laughs> I used to really like it, but then I, I as I had it more and more, I realized how much it like covers the flavor of the food like it doesn't it doesn't eat it it literally just takes it over
0: right right oh that's reasonable
1: hot sauce takes
0: i think that's fine yeah those are literally hot takes right yeah that's right hey 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 hey,
1: hey. hey. um
0: man what were we talking about i don't i had something else
1: we were talking about
0: Uh, uh I derailed a bit with the hot sauce digression.
1: No, it's fine. Uh, we were talking about the Blazers. Your, we talked about your favorite Blazers. We were talking about Durant. Um, do you?
0: Did you see the fan, the Durant fan that went to his house and put it no. through his threw his jersey on his front door or whatever, <laughs> and like posted it? No. I, that's the see. So yeah, I know I'm wrong for expecting. I feel like we should be reasonable in how unreasonable we are
1: Mm-hmm. oh yeah okay um and then also i, I definitely want to i okay continue um uh, on that or is that it that's it that's the okay. story all right and then another thing that i know you're very passionate about former blazer draft pick oh yeah peterry copanin cope Co- uh, city
0: yeah he big copanin news i can break this here because nobody it's i'm not you know if if nobody has heard it, then technically I am breaking it.
1: That's that's n- number one rule of the internet,
0: right? So it's not special knowledge that I have. However, I am claiming to break it because nobody else is paying attention. Technically, it counts. First first news break on the Locky Pod. <laughs> Chole just teases. I bring it. I bring. I bring the real um, Petri Koponen. Sign with Barcelona in what was a surprise. Barcelona has been chasing him for a long time. And it uh, a Barcelona player, an American player, actually recently was was on Twitter. I can't believe I pay attention to this as I'm saying it out loud. It's one thing when you just read it online, and then when you start telling people about it, you're like, what the? But uh, a Barcelona player on Twitter was like some sports journalist person tweeted that you know barcelona's pursuing Coppenin. all this stuff and the guy like manually retweeted it and is like i'm not because he said i that, think i saw this the, yeah he, he said like, like
1: he was gonna fight him or something he's like i don't
0: know you i didn't this isn't true shut up it was like he like served this guy hard because the guy involved this other, other player yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, right. he was saying that this player was involved trying to convince Copenin to come to barcelona uh-huh. and this guy was like you suck I don't know you. Stop tweeting. And then a couple weeks later, uh, Copenhagen in Barcelona, which is great. Two-year deal. Um, He gets to be in Barcelona. He's out of Russia. He's not. He doesn't got to be in Russia anymore. No more Russian winters. Uh, But it also probably means he's never coming to the NBA, which is a little bit of a bummer. Um, He's twenty-nine, so he'll be on this. You know, thirty-one when he. So if he did come at this point, it would be like end of his prime. He could pull. Yeah, he could it, pull a Marcelo
1: Huertas, though.
0: Yeah, and I, I'd hate to see that. I would have rather. I, I'll hate to see like a, you know the slow poking in over here, right? Uh, kind S- of like slow at po- the slow poking in, slow <laughs> slow poking, slow poking in <laughs> at the end of the bench. You know, yeah. like Sarunas Yaskevicius. When he came over here, it was too late. You know, he got like one good season, but uh, it's kind of a bummer. And you know, the Mavs are out there like trying to sign every. point. They have his rights.
1: Right, and they're signing zillion I
0: mean they're, they're going after every point guard in the world except him. Uh they signed the guy from their
1: summer league team. Oh yeah, the dude from China that was dropping like forty a game or yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah, um and the use, you know, which is a it's cool. He's a fun story too. He's twenty eight and he was in summer league, blew up. Usually they don't actually consider signing those guys. I think they bring him in for
1: competition. Just to bring him in, yeah. Just to bring him in. So as the a Mavs body.
0: actually signed him, which is great. They also tried to sign Roddy Boubois. Yeah, they tried to bring him back. And he said no thanks. He signed in
1: France. Yeah, I mean, once you once you have that moment, like Roddy Buboy, you kind of had that flame out. It's just like, I don't want to go back there. It's probably just he, bring back some old wounds that don't need to be It's yeah, again. Yeah, I
0: mean, who knows? I mean, he was there hanging out with the team. So he probably, I bet he probably just got a better contract in France. But, um... It, I mean, it would have been fun for to see him back too. I would have liked that. But like, why are you going after every, literally every single point guard? Not literally, figuratively, right? Every single point guard, and then you got you got this finished sensation over here,
1: Kopenin, crushing it, crushing it. Would you Would you have gotten the league pass if Kopenin joined the Mavs? Oh
0: boy, yeah. I think I would have had to. You know, I have. For the listeners at home, I have an authentic, Kopenin, Finland national jersey sent to me by a Finnish sports writer in appreciation
1: of my Kopenin appreciation. This That's is heavy. why. This is why heavy. we have Seth Johnson on the podcast. Not only because he's a great comedian and my friend, but he's his basketball takes, as you've listened to, are the so best. they're so deep, deep. They're deep in the basketball world, like. The basketball world is a monster. Like it is like this enormous thing and it's impossible to follow like all of it. Right. But I love your passion I, for, for, for for the international stage, Big West, Mountain West. I I I D-League. focus
0: on a small piece and that's it, I'm in for life. Copenin I'm in him for life. Well, well, weird phrasing. Right, right. I'm into him for life. Big West basketball, the best <laughs> courts in the NCAA. Tune in. Tune in. See some great courts. ESPNU. You might see a palm tree on a court. You might see a team playing in a pyramid. You know, best courts. That's right. You don't get that in the NBA. Not in the NBA. Not in the Pac-12. Pac-12, um... Yeah, oh, we forgot. The Spurs, speaking of Pac-12, which I just mentioned... Murray, I think Murray is um, that's makes me excited to see the Spurs. Is, Deont- see. His
1: name's Deontay, right? Deontay Murray.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure how to pronounce.
1: it. Yeah, I, that's why I was like, I, I was like, I don't know how to pronounce it either. That's why I was wondering if you knew.
0: No, well, no, but um, but
1: yeah, no. Th- so he's like, he's he's got to be like their hope to like replace Tony Parker.
0: Yeah, and he's a little bit of. Uh, I really like that they like him because he's kind of out of control. He has like he doesn't have that weird. He's not, it's a bad comparison to say Ginobili-ish, but he does have that erratic, like that kind of chaotic thing. Mm-hmm. Or where he's
1: teetering between greatness and like disaster. he'll do,
0: like, bad things regularly. We don't even know, like, what he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like Ginobili. But he's also, I mean, he's way less under control than Ginobili at this point, obviously. not doesn't have that weird kind of, awkward movement thing that ginobili has but uh i think that he's kind of they're putting a lot on him he's a huge athletic guard that can you know create dribble Mm -hmm. take it hard to the hole all that stuff so i'm i'm excited to see how he he's like how he develops in the Spurs system and i think he's gonna actually get to play a lot
1: because his spurs
0: right they yeah, actually they develop. They, they develop.
1: Yeah, they play people big yeah. minutes because they rest all their guys at some point. So like, yeah, so there's gonna be games when he's gonna get to like Patty Mills will start and then he'll right he'll play. Um, yeah. Also, Boris Diaw not on the Spurs anymore. Oh yeah, we missed Boris. He's on Utah now. Yeah, U, that's... U, Utah got some sneaky vet ads. They got Joe Johnson and they got Joe Boris Johnson and Boris Diaw. Boris
0: Diaw, who's the guard they got from Indiana?
1: George Hill. George Hill. They killed it this summer. Utah might actually be. I mean, but I they might like, be. They're they're the only team I think that could be that could be better than the Blazers in that division. Okay, yeah, that's that's fine. But uh, I'm also not entirely like I like Gordon Hayward a lot. I'm not entirely sold on him being like a star. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like like a like a true like guy that can like really carry your offense and like make you a good offense. Like uh, someone brought up the question to me. Now, this is a very hot take. Who would you rather have, Gordon Hayward or C.J. McCollum? Like, defensively, Hayward brings one to the table, but, like, C.J. can carry your offense. Like, he can really...
0: I'd go Hayward. Okay. That's not, that's not close to me.
1: Okay, that's fine. I think C.J. McCollum, like, if you... I don't know. I think C.J. McCollum might be more effective. I think he's definitely a better offensive player yeah i think but i mean defensively i get it like it's it's more valuable to have a guy who's six nine that can do things than it is to have a guy that's six three but right uh but i feel like i've been i'm like i've been
0: kind of rooting for the jazz to be awesome because they've always they've had interesting young players for a while now and i wonder if this is finally the year where like that all with these little these low-key vet ads right maybe it comes together because they've like they've, I guess they've been slowly getting better, but they, I mean, that's what happens when everybody's that young. I guess. Well, right? and
1: now, and they're also going to get, hopefully, by the end of the season, you know, they'll buy themselves enough time by getting George Hill right. to play point guard a lot. They'll buy themselves enough time so that when like the home stretch comes, that Exum can be like closer to a hundred mm-hmm. percent because he's not going to be Exum's not going to be right, right until like if at all this season, he's not going to be right until, like, March or April. Like, I think about Jabari Parker. Like, Jabari Parker came back from the ACL tear and was pretty much terrible for most of the season. But then, like, the last month of the season, he was averaging, like, 20 a game and having a lot of big games. Right. And I think, like, the same thing is going to have to happen with Exum, which is why I love the George Hill deal, because you don't have to count on Exum to step up and play like that.
0: Yeah, and you don't even hear um, a lot of talk about Exum. It's, it seems like, like any like more. He was the big thing. He was like, a huge thing for a while, and I think that's probably good for I mean, that might even be good for him because he's kind of out of a, the spotlight, right? He kind of mm-hmm. just gets to play and get healthy and come along. Yeah, which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, which you, you don't get a lot of times with guys that were, you know, compared to Kobe Bryant when they were <laughs> right. in,
0: in, in the draft process. What a great agent he had to just keep him away oh my and just God. let the hype build. It's very smart. Gobert um, too. When Gobert was getting drafted, he was one of my favorites in the draft because his agent or somebody made uh, this hilarious website for for him to just and it, the whole thing was just showcasing his uh, his measurements. Did you write about right? that on Basketball Pizza? I think I wrote. Uh, I don't know something. Maybe something I put it somewhere because it was just hilarious. No, it, I remember it you, also you had like this to my attention. A bios he... like he loves, he loves, and he loves ice cream. <laughs> and but the whole thing was just Who about how, ice cream. Like the the page was like just him spreading his arms, and it, I think it said like you know longer wings. It, oh, it had like uh, Chamberlain's wingspan like superimposed, so you could see that Gobert was longer than Chamberlain, like all that kind of stuff. Pretty cool. I got and he fits one of the things. One of my theories is like i'm calling it i call it freak theory okay right? so and it, it crystallized this in this playoffs with biombo because especially it seems like so regular season it seems like it'll pay off a lot to have just really good basketball players right even yeah. if they're athletically average in i mean an average athlete in the mba is like one of the best athletes in the world, it's but like, it's
1: like the B. It's like the B theory. Like it's better to have like a lot of guys who are like B's or like B minuses.
0: Right. That's like right. throughout the regular season, like big sample size. Right. Right. But when you shrink down in the playoffs and the defense gets all locked in, if it seems like there's there's like an X factor, like freak guy, mm-hmm. like a Biombo because you can't really. It's hard to to do things to tactics to do things to a guy who's just a freak who's like way longer than everybody. So that's you can't like take away his being way
1: longer than everybody and being more athletic and yeah. having more athleticism so, and so just I, being better at right at, at at the athletic stuff like the raw stuff
0: yeah you can't it, you can't really take that away uh, so I'm a fan of that's why I was a fan of like Blazers Max Biombo and the, people were like ah you'd regret that he would because like during the regular season he'd average like nine points and six rebounds and. Do all these bad things, but I like a I like having a freak, so that playoff time. Hey, he could those freaks can swing a series because sometimes another team just can't can't handle him. You know that's how like you know the Thunder when they almost got by the Spurs that year that Ibaka got hurt or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like that pre-injury Ibaka was like he was the huge problem for the Spurs because right. they just can't match up with that no matter how smart no matter how fundamental
1: scheme, scheme. like all that stuff. Yeah.
0: Like if a guy is just too athletic for you, that's, that's just always going to be there.
1: I like that theory. Freak theory, but
0: you can't have all freaks. You, you need good basketball players. You need
1: guys that can like, you know, run the offense, pay, you know, stick to the game plan, all that stuff. Be smart,
0: execute. Yeah. Um, But you gotta, I think there's like a optimal level
1: of freak to have on the roster. Freak to good ball player. I want to tie this back to the Blazers, because I think the guy that embodied that theory for the Blazers in the playoffs, where he did get better as just, like, working within the system, but I thought Mo Harkless was kind of, like, their guy that fit, like, that freak theory in terms of, like, the athleticism, because he's so athletic, and he did shoot really well in the playoffs, which helped, but it was, like, part of the reason the Blazers were able to do so many things... And I think Plumlee probably, too, to to an extent, because he's just so athletic. He's not right. really, like, the best uh, – he's not really, like, you know, the best player. But he, like, just grabbed every rebound in that series right. against DeAndre Jordan. Like, he's Heck, just – he, Plumlee's just an athletic freak. I think him and and Harkless were the two guys that, like, fit that theory for them in the playoffs because they really just stepped up and just, like – did right. things with their athleticism that the Clippers didn't really have. Like, the Clippers didn't have an answer for, like, Harkless's athleticism on the wing. Right. Because he would just come in from the weak side off and grab a ton of offensive rebounds and then right. just dunk the ball. Like, and you can't... And, like, Plumlee, like, Cole Aldridge couldn't deal with Plumlee just being an athletic freak and, like... I mean, obviously, DeAndre Jordan is... is he fits that mold. Right. But I think Plumlee... A big reason why the Blazers did so well in the playoffs is because Plumlee just... He just morphed into a freak in the playoffs. And yeah. he had I think he like I think at the end of the day, at the end of the playoffs, he had the second highest rebounding average. He was averaging like fourteen rebounds a game. You're
0: right. Yeah.
1: So I freak theory.
0: Freak theory. I like it. You know, uh, I don't know, we were talking about Mo like, you know, Bonzi Wells was kind of that, like that you could be a freak in some some way. It could be a weird talent mm-hmm. or something
1: that maybe some s- like a scoring yeah, scoring just, thing or a rebounding or you know defense right. like Biombo, right? Yeah. yeah, that's good. I like that. I like that theory.
0: Thank you. Yeah. And you know who else likes that theory? LeBron James. The guys that Le- whenever you hear a guy they sign a guy because he's a LeBron guy. Uh-huh. It's always a freak. I think because I think here's another. We're getting into. Deep takes here, but I think you know we're on the frontier.
1: Yeah, no, this is this is this is cutting edge stuff here on Long South Blazers.
0: You know, basketball Twitter likes to talk about sample size, right? And there are guys who will help you more over the long term, yeah, and that and that matters. But playoffs is the playoffs is a small sample, yeah, exactly. So, there's another way to call somebody related to freak is what I call a small sample size player. A guy that could just blow up and win a playoff game in some way. Sometimes it's a freak,
1: or sometimes it's I, I don't know. Street Street shooter, Jr. Smith. Yes, I mean in the third quarter of that right. of Game Seven, like he was not good at all, and then he starts the third quarter by scoring eight straight points. Exactly, and then they're top and then they take the lead.
0: And Small sample size, yeah. like and LeBron. So to me, that's why LeBron always likes those type of guys because he's been in the playoffs so much. He wants a. He would rather have a guy that can, like, carry a team through six minutes in the playoffs, rather than a, a better basketball player who wins more games in the regular season.
1: Mm-hmm. Like he's, you know, he. Uh, well, because because he's that because he is that sample size player. Like LeBron is the guy. He's everything. He, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like LeBron is the guy that's gonna get you. 50 wins no matter what. Right. So all that matters really when you get to the playoffs is you need those wild card guys that can, that it doesn't matter what scheme the other team is throwing at them. It doesn't matter what the other team is doing, that they can flip the switch at some point and carry you.
0: Yeah. And he knows, I think like LeBron, I think he knows exactly what he needs. I don't know. Sometimes people, I'll see people criticize like, oh, LeBron's the GM and he's bringing in all his friends who are garbage. It's like, uh, I don't know. I think he knows exactly what he needs. Mm-hmm. And I think he is fine as a GM. Yeah. I mean, he's doing fine yeah. with his basketball career. Right? Yeah. He's he's doing just fine. And that's why, like, uh, I think that's one of the reasons why, like, Mike Miller sticks around. Or James Jones. It's James like, Jones. Yeah. Like, those types, I mean, they. I think people, did, their teammates always just like those guys, I think, a lot, too. Like, yeah. friends. But... Also, like for a long time, Mike Miller was kind of that guy who he never, in a way, he never really lived up to what people thought he was gonna be. Like right. he had a really in good Miami. rookie year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was rookie of the year. Yeah, you know, he, he can yeah. do everything.
1: He's he's, he's he's like super athletic like, too. Athletic
0: like, shooter can kind of do all this stuff. Um, but then. He kind of became like a good, like little small sample size guy. Like, he could come in and win you a playoff game. I mean, randomly.
1: I, th- I think in, when they were in Miami, like he did win them a couple of games. Yeah. Like, I forget, you know, which series they were, but like there were moments during LeBron's time there where Mike Miller would just come in right. and he hit six threes and then win them the game. Like, it, like he would just do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like that theory. I think, I think, uh, maybe, maybe the Blazers think that. Evan Turner and his like weird, yeah, off the Evan dribble because he's a really weird. Like he doesn't, he doesn't really make you better. Like with the analytics, like he doesn't. His plus minus is not really that right. good. But I bet you in the playoffs when the scheme is all like, he's that guy that can like, yeah, he'll create his own shot and maybe it's not a great shot analytically, right? But if you're in that situation, this is the exact type of player we're talking about. Like a guy that's confounding, but may actually be able to swing you a playoff game, right? right? I think Evan Turner is a guy that is like that. Well, he'll make, he'll make like, in
0: a playoff game, he might make like 10 out of 15 mid-range jumpers and win you the game. Or something, right, something exactly,
1: like that, exactly. Right? Like, it won't make sense. It'll be like, it'll drive all the numbers guys crazy. Right. But he'll win you the game.
0: Yeah. Small sample size, making a comeback.
1: Yeah, all right. Small sample size. We're going we got, the other way now.
0: Freak theory, we got small sample size theory. Yeah. This is good. We did a lot of good work. We did
1: here. a lot of good. Uh do you want to plug uh Laughs at Lagrowski one more time before we end this? Uh, last
0: Saturday of every month. Free show hosted by me, Seth Johnston. Uh, and it's it's getting it's 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 already a good show and it's gonna get uh, weirder and more fun as we go along too. Cool. We're gonna do all
1: kinds of stuff. Yeah. Alright, check it out. Do do you want the folks to follow you on Twitter? Follow too, me on Twitter for your take
0: Seth Ball. The ball is spelled B-A-W-L- because I cry a lot no
1: okay follow Eric Gunderson yeah Eric underscore Gunderson yeah follow me follow locked on blazers on Twitter at locked on blazers follow Petteri Copenin <laughs> follow Long Beach state men's
0: basketball they play in a blue pyramid they got a great court they got the coach Monson the guy that built Gonzaga. He so the original guy, not the guy that took him to the elite eight, right? Yep. The first guy, the guy who took him when they were an actual mid major, took him to the elite eight. Yeah,
1: now they're just they just faux. They're a faux mid major.
0: Yeah, um, they're basically um, a less good Duke at this point. Yeah, I mean, they're, and they're bringing it. Oh, their recruits next year, crazy. They got the global. They got a guy coming from Japan. They got guys coming from Europe. Dude, Gonzaga's got the world, the international. Well, as an prospects. Oregon,
1: as an Oregon guy, I was really disappointed when Demontis Sabonis, Sabonis went to Gonzaga over Oregon.
0: I know he's a you know, and he's an Oregonian.
1: What are you doing, Demontis? Born
0: in Portland. Yeah, uh, it's like you, you think you know a guy. Yeah, you know?
1: yeah right. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, but follow Locked On Blazers. Email any questions you may have to lockedonblazers one word, at gmail dot com. Uh, we're gonna be back next week. With a couple more episodes i know this one came on a saturday but that's how things worked out uh and yeah uh we're gonna be giving you these podcasts again it's twice a week until the middle of next month and then we'll kick it back up to five times a week once we get closer to training camp and we have more things to talk about yeah
0: wow
1: yeah but this is what this is a lot of a lot of content Yeah, that's a lot of of content. But I I hope you all enjoyed today's episode, where we threw out some theories. We talked a little bit of comedy. I think we
0: we advanced the science of takes. We advanced the the take speed today. I think we did. Yeah.
1: All right.